the album that is coming right. out. Now right. I am recording. Uh, okay. Uh, <coughs> does it... Here's a, a dumb, simple question. Does it have a name? <laughs> um, I think... I'm I'm a little annoyed with myself because I, I came up... I had a name and then like I came up with another name that I thought I might like even better. And then I forgot what that name was, <laughs> which is just, which is ridiculous. Cause I mean, usually I'm really good about writing those things down. Yeah. But, um, I think that it's going to be called deliver humankind. Okay. Um, which is actually a line from one of the songs or part of a line from one yeah, of the yeah. songs. Um, and so, so yeah, I feel like that, that it's that sort of sticks with the yeah kind of the theme of the album which i feel like is you know still you know there's still some real exploration of some nerdy territory on it but like but you know the outlook the outlook isn't so so rosy <laughs> yeah in a lot of ways mm. um so so yeah i think that's i think that's what i'm gonna go with yeah um, do, you, do you have an inkling of what the the other one was or like some kind of phrase. Was, or... Yeah. I feel like it was something, I don't know. It was something that felt, uh, yeah, it was, I think that's part of why I don't remember it is because I don't have enough of a, a like a feeling it's or, or a, enough of a, like a, you know, sort of a, uh, leftover sort of resonating signature of what the title was in my head. Like if, if there was more of that there, like that could potentially lead me back to like yeah. what it was, but there's just, there's just not even enough of that. There. Yeah, it's yeah. like, there's not enough of a trace of it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it was. That's fine. <clears throat> but that's all right. Yeah. No, yeah. deliver to kind of yeah. sound very albumy. Right. I start. Much... Yeah. I still really like that title a lot. Yeah. Just, you know, um, and then maybe like someday you could do a re-release of it with somehow the original, the right? other title that yeah. you remember eventually. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Um, it's hard to. We were talking about this last week. Like, yeah, the album is a bit more dark. Mm -hmm. um, then it's hard to nowadays, at least from where we're coming from to have to like write a positive <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like I feel like whenever um, it was, it wasn't gorilla's most recent album, but the one before that. Okay. Um, I was really disappointed because they had, you know, they hadn't released an album in a while. Right. And then they like put this one out, which is basically like, party at the end of the world. Right. And it's like, you could have done so much more to say <laughs> something about this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they did with the next one. Yeah. But like first it was like, Hey, everything's kind of sad. So let's just like do yeah. some fun stuff. And it's like, we don't, we need to like do something right now. Right. I understand the, the party feeling, but not everyone gets to party right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I yeah, I and I don't know. Uh, I certainly can't claim that I'm you know offering a lot of solutions to things on this record. I don't think. I think. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> I mean, there's one song that. There's one song that's sort of about like, 
like the like incel toxic fandom thing and i mean that definitely is a song that's like sort of like a cautionary tale and sort of like a you know don't be like this guy yeah yeah thing and then i mean and then there's you know another song that proposes that the solution for all our problems is for the fictional band wild stallions to actually exist and (laughs) save the world with their music like they do in the bill and ted movies or allegedly they're supposed to um uh but um but yeah from there like i think there's there's sort of some some sitting with it and sort of a little bit of sort of a um a little bit of a plea to the universe kind of to like all right you know what now what 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 do we do what do i do what you know like etc but but even like some of the best some of the like most influential music and and some of my favorite music whenever i'm having a hard time is that music that isn't necessarily proposing a solution but it's just like helping me wallow in it (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um i mean like or you could even get as big as like marvin Gaye's what's going on sure no absolutely he is saying what's going right yeah he's not necessarily being like so let's you know clean up the thing and like (laughs) yeah yeah but you know part of the there's a there's a moses sumney song that uh, called Coral, and it says, uh, with you, half the battle is convincing you we're at war. Mm. Um, and, yeah, maybe sometimes we need to, like, reestablish that, like, maybe we think we're at this point, we're, we're actually at this right, point. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's possible. And, and, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I talk about, like, I don't think the album is necessarily all doom and gloom. Like, I think there's one there's one song that i think comes off as sort of like a it, well yeah i mean i say it's definitely i guess it feels more like a positive song just about yeah. getting together and like sharing our our love of things that we love or whatever but i you know i think yeah so i i but it, but it's interesting it's just like that was just the you know, that was just the, the the group of songs I ended up with, like, yeah. you know, and and so this is different for for everyone. But like, how many how many songs are written versus go into the thing? Because I feel like I've heard that some people have like hundreds of songs, sure, and like narrow it down to like twelve. I've also heard that like people are like we're trying to get enough songs just to have on the album. They put that out. Um. (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of, well, I I should say like the, this group of songs is, they're not the only songs that I've written in the last couple of years, but this group of songs that's on this record, like these were the songs that like, that go together, like in terms of like the way, Mm-hmm. the way I saw this record sounding yeah. like this, you know, the, I have, I have plans for like a couple other, um, album projects in the mm-hmm. near future. But like, this is the album that's sort of like 
oh, Dr. Pants is back and he sounds pretty kind of pretty much like he used to, you know, <laughs> like um, and because I felt like, I, you know, I felt like there were people who at least some people who who want that record like they want mm. they want like a new Dr. Pants record that is, you know, feels like what mm -hmm. they know to be a Dr. Pants record. And, you know, and there were there were some songs that already, you know, were starting to feel like that anyway. And mm -hmm. so it was like, you know, there were a couple things. There were actually a couple a couple things on it that were things that I started. I don't know, any number of years ago, like the ideas that I had sitting around that I was able to take back out and flesh out that I that I always felt like had like a really great potential to be like a really good Dr. Pants song. Yeah, but yeah. I just never had gotten gotten mm -hmm. to 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 the point where I did anything with them. And so so yeah, so it ended up that that we ended up with the and I and it was it was in you know in this day and age like you know we like it's just thinking about streaming platforms like what it has to be uh, I can't remember which is which. I think maybe it has to be seven songs to be considered an album on Spotify hmm. and not an EP or single. And I think it maybe has to be 30 minutes to be an album on Apple Music and not a single or, or EP. Weird. On Apple Music, it's not as big a deal because yeah. like they show all of the albums like horizontally across the screen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like on Spotify, if it's not an album, like mm. if it's a single or EP, it gets buried at the bottom of your yeah, release yeah. thing. And like and so you know, the the two things at the top of the Dr. Pants mm -hmm. Spotify page are the albums we put out in two thousand six and two thousand because yeah everything we we did since then the way they got released digitally was like an ep format and so um so it's like i i felt the need to like no i need to put something out that's going to be at the top of the spotify yeah, yeah. page like, <laughs> and so um so yeah so it's it's just about 30 minutes or it's a little over 30 minutes and it's seven mm -hmm. tracks um it's like five sort of longer more substantial songs and then two sort of shorter sort of little vignette songs Mm -hmm. and um and uh and yeah i think it'll i mean i think it'll be good i um we we are running a little bit further behind probably in terms of the schedule of getting out getting it out than i would like i don't know i don't know that it's going to be if it, it, at this point it would kind of be miraculous if it came out in march because we mm the finishing tracking has not happened as fast as we thought it would. Like there's probably maybe four or five hours of tracking left. If yeah. that. <laughs> but like, it's amazing how challenging it is to find the time to do that when you've got people with disparate schedules and things like this. So, yeah. um, and you know, I mean, I, I had these grand designs of the, the initial like three day block of, of tracking right. sessions that I had set up. Like I had this, illusion in my mind that like oh we'll we'll get all the tracking done in that three days mm. we will you know <laughs> that's not the way things go because you know sometimes technology doesn't cooperate yeah or or some cool idea happens in the middle of it right yeah like, oh we need to pursue this right <laughs> i i, I kind of wish that that was why we didn't get it done <laughs> but no we kind of had our songs and we were sticking to them and it was just yeah it just ended up Everything just takes longer than you think it's going to, but yeah, well, um, there's a, <laughs> I listen to a lot of video game podcasts and there's a, a quote that they always quote Shigeru Miyamoto, mm -hmm. creator of uh, 
Mario. Oh yeah. Uh, which is like, uh, a delayed game is like upsetting for only a little bit and then it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, a a rushed game is bad forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's true. It's okay if it like takes a little longer yes. than anticipated because it's an album, right? And it like you it's gonna make sure that it's it... gonna sit there at the top of your Spotify for right. a while. So like yeah. you know, might as well polish it up a little bit more. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, it is funny that the the silly little things are kind of reshaping how we're creating. Yeah. Um, that even just the <laughs> the format of yeah. an app or a website or whatever sure. is like, hey, this is the thing that when it comes down to it is actually what's driving right. listens or yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, I do like the fact that like I'm not. I do like the fact that no prob no one's probably going to come to me and complain that like oh, iTunes is charging $10 for this, but it's only 30 minutes long. Like, that's probably less likely to happen yeah. now. Then, then I, you know, the, I, it feels like it's like, eh, it's just there's not a lot of constraint. It, there's less constraint on, you know, what constitutes an album or whatever. Like, I mean, I, I remember, uh, you know, in I remember in the 90s because that's how old I am. Like, I remember people would... You know, it was the age of the CD where like people would I would I would hear people complain like it's like, I don't know, that album I bought it. I kind of feel like it wasn't worth the money because it was only like 40 minutes long. Like yeah. that's like, well, that's, that's a lot of music. That's how long albums were for yeah. decades. Like yeah. and um, or there was this, you know, this that's a whole set list. Right. There was this person, <laughs> this girl uh, there, this person I worked with in record stores at the time. She complained about the the cure album blood flowers that it only had 10 songs i'm on it i'm like well first of all like three of those songs are like 10 minutes long and sure, like yeah. you know it was like an hour-long album and she's like i don't know i just feel like it wasn't it wasn't worth the money yeah. i'm like come on you know yeah, yeah it was it was it, it's amazing just the way that these things shift mm -hmm. over uh over time you know but i you know the i do like the fact that it's like oh, no one's gonna c complain to me that like that it's not 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 worth it because it'll be you know wherever if somebody's paying to download it it'll be priced accordingly to its length and, yeah and you know and then if they're streaming it they're streaming it and it's not you know yeah worst case scenario maybe they once it's over they wish there was more i you know yeah well the 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 problem is different because before it was just like look i'm not gonna have much other music as it is right i only have cds right and what's playing on the radio and i don't right. want to listen to that right so it's like the five cds i have in my car are just the things i'm right. going to listen to non-stop for the next year right um, yeah and then now it's just like i have more yes. music at my disposal at than fingertips. i have yep. ancestors yes um <laughs> so and their lifetimes yeah so <laughs> and i you know me being of the age i am i still I, I still cannot like as a listener, I can still not fully commit to that reality. Like I, <laughs> it, because I have, you know, because I still have a fairly large physical music collection mm. and I have an even probably slightly larger digital music collection, like mm. in iTunes, like yeah, it's yeah. actual, actual MP3 files or whatever. Like, yeah, me too. I can't, mm -hmm. 
I just sort of can't commit to the reality that like, oh, I can just ignore all of that and listen to everything in this app. Like I just, it just feels, and it just, it maybe maybe one day I will, but I kind of doubt it. Like I, yeah. you know, I mean, I've even considered like, okay, I could just assemble, I could reassemble my entire collection in Spotify, at, you know, cause you can add things to yeah, your yeah. whatever. But I just, even then I'm like, eh, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I think probably people appreciate shorter albums now yeah. just because it's like, I have other things to listen to. Right. So like, well, like, give me 30 minutes. Great. Yeah. Well, and there's, you know, I mean, I have like students and other people all the time. Like, Hey, have you heard this? Have you heard this? And I'm like, no. And they'd yeah. be like, oh. I'm like, dude, too much music, too little time. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, it was, I mean, I've been having that problem since, you know, before the, yeah. the digital age and like, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, and even and every year like um every year it gets weirder like in you know in my songwriting classes i'll go around <laughs> at the beginning of the beginning of the year and you know everybody tell us you know a song that you're really into right now just and like every year there are fewer and fewer things like that people mention around the circle that i've heard of even mm. like and I and I've and, and like there are things that I listen to that are current, but mm. it's just there's now there's just so much yeah. that that is current. And even then, you know, people who are, you know, half my age are better at keeping up with all that, I guess. But like, e you know, even even though there is a good bit of stuff that I listen to that's current, it's just there's still so much more that like. Right. Totally beyond my radar. The, the sphere is, is larger. Though, yeah, because. Or, or I guess wider, yeah. like there's, I mean, yeah, there's like the, the giants, obviously. Sure. And it's like if Taylor Swift puts out an album, yeah, like everybody, you're, go you're going to hear yeah, it in some way or right, another. Or at least hear that it, know that it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, but like, I don't know. Uh, there's lots of really cool stuff happening all the time. Yeah. And, you know, even some of your favorite bands from like five, 10 years ago are like still putting out stuff yeah. and you're like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like two, three albums behind on right. this band. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned gorillas. Like I, I have copies of their two or three most recent one. Like I can't remember how many albums it's been since plastic beach, but plastic beach was yeah. like the last one that I really have had a chance to spend any time with. Yeah. And they've put out at least two, maybe three since then. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Like I have, you know, it's as a listener, I've kind of been, you know, experimenting with like, okay, I'm going to take a dozen to 15 albums. And I'm going to put them on my phone and mm. like, I'll listen to those dozen to 15 albums for at least a month yeah and to where like i actually feel like i've gotten to know the music yeah. a little bit and then you know provided that i maybe i won't feel like i'm all the way there with all of them but like i'll then i'll swap some out and this mm. kind of thing and that's been pretty i think that's gone pretty well like i feel yeah. like i've gotten to 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 know some records better rather than just like constantly jumping around between record after record after record that like I listen to once and then I don't go back to it for God knows how long. Yeah. Like, and, and that that's, 
because that because that you know that was starting to happen it's like oh i i did listen to you know such and such as you know album that came out last year but i only listened to it once yeah. and, then, and so so even that you know even that's a that that's a, a symptom of the current age too i think right yeah. but i mean people don't get to know albums anymore no like sure it's, yeah uh like what's the hit is it on a playlist yes um yeah and i mean i'm i'm a curmudgeon anyways so uh. it's like i i only listen to like yeah i have spotify but like i only listen to albums yeah, yeah and yeah. like the whole thing and yeah. if i like have to stop i have to go back and right. pick up where i left off yep um because if, if not, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the artist right. who spent all this time structuring the songs to sound together and go together in this yeah. order and all this stuff. But if I'm just like, I'm just going to look at the corner of this Monet painting. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, sure. I'm sure the Monet spent some time on that corner, but like, right. you know, there's a whole yeah. painting here. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know it's interesting. The playlist, th the playlist thing is interesting because I was enough of like a mixtape junkie back in the day, like sure, yeah. you know, actual physical cassettes that you know people spent time you know sequencing songs on and things like this. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm glad that like some echo of that does survive. Oh yeah. Like, but at the same time, you know, it's just really it's real it's really easy to get lazy like the little bit i do use spotify it's really easy to get lazy and just like just put on the you know the daily mixes that that it sure. makes for you like yeah. and things like that and it's like i suddenly realize like i listened to that song like every morning this week because it was on one of the stupid daily mixes and it's like <laughs> you know, think about all the other songs that i could have listened to instead and you know it's yeah so yeah. I think I still like the idea of the playlist as like, you know, something that you can share with someone else mm -hmm. to like, you know, and it, and you can do you that know, on yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. But, um, and I, but at the same time, I also like not, a, well, most people, so many people don't actually have things that play cds anymore like it's like right some it's, i'll still make a physical cd for somebody if they if they have something to play it on but yeah some people just don't um and uh well and jared lakites and i like we've actually like we've actually made cassettes for each other yeah like, within yeah. like the last however many years like he was like here's an actual mixtape i was like well i haven't i haven't gotten one on cassette and, yeah you know a decade or two decades or something like that. Would and, you have to dust off to listen to it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I, I actually ended up getting a, a used cassette deck at like at some somewhere, I think maybe at bad granny's like, I don't know. It was, it was probably close to, no, it wasn't as many as 10 years ago. And it was probably like <laughs> six, six or seven years ago now, but like, um, a child ago or something. yeah but i got but i but i got it partially because like you know now I've, there's all the boutique cassette labels that mm -hmm. you know on Bandcamp, and especially for like and i don't know maybe not as much for you but for me as sort of like the type of composer i am like i like searching out you know weird composery things and i and i just i really love like 
some of these boutique cassette labels that like they are they're at this weird intersection of like sort of the the idea of you know quote unquote art music and the yeah. idea of pop music because they <clears throat> are putting out all this you know fairly esoteric um electronic music or whatever else mm -hmm. and but they're doing it you know on this like weirdly sort of outdated format and, yeah. and with these like hyper stylized uh, album covers, you know, and things like this. And it's, yeah. it, it's really, I don't know. It just, it scratches some itch in me that just like, I don't know. Right. Well, it's, it's more than the music. Yeah. It's the, it's the experience that like you have to hunt it down. Like, yeah. I, I made the music, but you have to work for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's several labels that I just keep going back to like anytime, you know, if, 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 if it's a month where like eh, a few, few little cassettes from Bandcamp might be yeah. in the budget, like I'll go and, you know, find some stuff. But yeah. Um, so anyway, so when I started to, I started, started to like accumulate some of that, it's like, I need something to play these on. And, <laughs> right. and so, uh, so yeah, I ended up doing that, buying the cassette deck and that one, that cassette deck that I got seems to work fine. Then there was another one. I got another one from guest room a few years later and it, it's, it doesn't work. Something's wrong with it. And I, <laughs> I probably should have taken it back and said, uh, guys, it doesn't work. But like, cause they apparently, I, I guess they play it. They test the most of the equipment used equipment <laughs> they sell, but I think some things slip through the cracks and <laughs> don't really work properly, but it's um, like if you if you plug it in the light comes on it's like all right yeah sure right yeah it's <laughs> like but did you put a tape in it and press the play button no apparently not but um um no that does make me think of uh some a question i was reminded of earlier but like what's the stuff that you have made that i don't know is there stuff that doesn't fit the dr pants name and you're like this has to be not dr pants I don't, as a composer or whatever it might be you know honestly like you know it's funny because i like i first decided that i wanted to you know you know use a name that wasn't my name partially from a marketing standpoint like i yeah. i just for whatever reason that back in the day like i just i just didn't really like my name very much like david is fine but i felt like broils was somehow like cumbersome or weird and <laughs> i don't know why that's, but that's I, exactly what you need though you need a, right? a weird name yeah. for, for marketing purposes right and so like so the, so i was like okay so if, even if it's just me like i'm gonna have like a name for the project you know a la nine inch nails or you yeah. know, whatever. And I think now, like I, th I, first of all, like I, I, th I feel like maybe, especially, uh, relative to sort of how Dr. Pants started out. Like if you, regardless of the fact that like, um, I feel like there's some some songwriting and some choices and things on this re this record that aren't you know that that I don't necessarily you know that make me cringe a little bit now but if you go back and listen to Feasel Day the record the first record I released under the Dr. Pants name in the mm -hmm. year 2000 
you know, it's I mean, it's this big. It's like this big double album. It's this crazy eclectic mess that has, you know, uh, electric rock songs, uh, like acoustic songs. I mean, ostensibly acoustic rock songs, whatever sure. that means. But like, um, it has some some strange, a few strange electronic things on it. It has uh, a couple of live recordings from my senior concert in undergrad where like we had like acoustic guitar and doom Beck middle Eastern drum. And like <laughs> one has piano on it and there's another one that has violin on it. And like, it's just, it, you know, it's just sort of this bizarre yeah. mix and, you know, part of the reason, you know, and I definitely did that on purpose. It mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I just didn't know any better. And I, it was like, no, I, I'm going to, you know, intentionally put all, mix all this together and, you know, it can be the thing. And, you know, the, the genre is no yeah, genre. really, really where the, the challenge to making that work came in initially was like, okay, I'm going to put together a band. <laughs> but then when I put together a band, you know, we're only really going to be able to reproduce sort of the electric rock song stuff mm -hmm. on stage. And so it was like from there, after I put together the band, somehow like I just sort of decided it well and 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 I will say like, you know, the next album, Gardening and Tornado, which didn't even happen, didn't even come out until 2006. Like I remember sitting with someone at one point and, you know, he was like, so like how many albums do you have out? I was like, well, I have two. I have the one that came out in 2000. I have this one that's coming out that came out last year or whatever. This was probably 2007 or something like that. And he's <laughs> like, he's like only two albums in six years. I'm like, okay, but there, you know, there were some wilderness, some years in there where I was sort of wandering in the wilderness a little bit, like unsure of what I was doing. Like, cause I made the Feasel day album. We got a band together and then about a year or a little more after I got the band together, the band kind of fell apart and like mm -hmm. everybody, everybody who had been in the band had left the band. And so yeah. like it was, you know, uh, and so there, there were a couple of years in there where I was like, I wasn't sure what to do next. And, and I, the whole time, ostensibly I was writing songs. Like that was a situation when I ended up making that record in 2000, was well, starting it in 2004 and then took until 2006 to finish it. Like, I had a ton of songs that yeah. I had written in those yeah. four years or whatever and, you know, ended up putting, you know, 13 songs on the, on yeah. the record. And, um, and granted, you know, going back, it's like there were actually a number of those songs that probably didn't need to be on a record and that's fine. But, um, I, okay, hang on. I got to make sure I, I redirect <laughs> myself here and get back to what I was actually saying. I, you know, it was, but it ended up being a very, very straightforward song oriented record because mm. partially that was the material I had. Partially that was the like strong material that I had. Mm. And, and I think at that time I was also very influenced, like right after, right when Feasel Day came out, it was when I met KC, who's my wife. Yeah. And, you know, because she is so, and always has been so like, uh, such a pure sort of like singer songwriter, songwriter yeah. person. Like she's, she's not interested in being anything, but like, I'm a songwriter who 
performs their own songs and you know she's not interested in in really moving into any other area mm -hmm. of of composing and like i was i think i was just like heavily influenced by her yeah, presence yeah. and by her the way that she pursued her art and so like that was I skewed that way really hard for a little while, but then I felt and then, you know, I was able to sort of branch out a little bit after that, but like the up through sort of the up through like 2013, like mm -hmm. Dr. Pants as a project, like did was, was just very, very purely like these are songs that are performed, recorded and performed with a rock. Band, yeah, yeah. You know, and even, and even, even though some of them, you know, got a little bit more interesting and adventurous sort mm -hmm. of in form and things like that. Like it was still like, this is a rock band project. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't, it's not that I necessarily regret that. Like I, there's not a lot necessarily that I regret about, you know, the music that I've chosen to release under the name Dr. Pants. Yeah. It's, it's more that like, you know, part of me kind of is back in the place where it's like, well, but it didn't start out that way. And I still sort of feel like, you know, the idea of Dr. Pants or, or of, of my musical output is broader than maybe that I've allowed it to be at certain points. And so I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't, I, there's definitely a more acoustically flavored songwritery project in me. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to, that I'm probably going to do later this year, but I, that's probably still going to be under Dr. Pants. Yeah. There's an electronic record that I think I, I I think I'm tempted to not put it out as Dr. Pants, but just solely because like I want to pitch it to some of the boutique cassette labels I was yeah, talking yeah. about. And they tend to it's like we put out music by these composers who are you know, go, go under their, they go by their names as individuals. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, I feel like it's more on brand for some of those, for mm. the place I want to try and put it, Yeah, you know, for it to just be David Broyles or whatever. Mm. Um, maybe David C. Broyles, my middle initial, because that will make sure that people, you know, it's, there, another have, there is, David there's, Broyles yeah, there's music? another David Broyles in Oklahoma city. Who's a musician. Oh, wow. Um, and he's like a, like a country rock kind of, guitar player like okay. and we actually back in the i think the early aughts we did a couple gigs together as david Broyles oh, and david nice, Broyles, nice. but um where we just got over the acoustic guitars and played and traded songs but uh but yeah i remember it's you know there was it, it, we we heard about each other for years yeah and then ended up finally meeting um it's like i'd go to yeah anyway yeah but um real quick there's uh Santiago Ramona sounds like a unique name, yeah. but in Latin America, oh, like sure. it's, it's actually pretty common. Right. And so like the reason why my email is Santiago Ramona's music is uh -huh. because Santiago Ramona's at gmail.com was taken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yep. and that's really annoying. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least I'm in the U S and my name is really uncommon, but yeah, still totally. with the vast expanse of the internet. Yeah. Well, and I didn't, it's taken. It's funny how, like, <laughs> I mean, I grew up, like, I don't, I think I went my entire childhood. I didn't meet somebody with my last name who I wasn't related to yeah. until I was something like 26 or 27 years old. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly 
you know, like after that, they were everywhere. Like, and I was just, yeah. it was so strange. Like now, like Abby Broyles is running for a Senate against Jim Inhofe. Like hmm. to my knowledge, we're not related, but like, sure. Um, but yeah, there's just people, people have sort of come out of the woodwork. It's like, suddenly there are all these Broyles everywhere. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know any of you growing up. Um, Broyles. Yeah. Broyles. Right. Yeah. Broyles. That's the <laughs> most common mispronunciation. <laughs> Get the telemarketer calls. May I speak to David Broyles, please? And it's like <laughs> I already know that I don't want to talk to you because <laughs> if I did, you would know how to say my last name. Mm. But anyway, um, all that to say that yeah, some some stuff there there may be some stuff coming that I don't put out under the name Doctor Pants. I I don't know. I mean, I I'm not. I think the the key for me is to not probably not think too hard about it so i don't like <laughs> put a lot of pressure on myself to yeah. like but you know like is this going to be dr pants or isn't it you know it's like yeah it's, it just if it feels like it's dr pants to me at the time then it will be and right it's and it's it's hard enough that like do you kind of get stuck with mm -hmm. that decision that you made a long time ago right and, and it's in, in yeah. the same way that we're forced to like Hello, welcome out of high school. Choose a major and do that right. the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I still kind of, I still like the name Dr. Pants there, mm. uh, but I, I, and I, you know, and I like that it's something that at least most people seem to receive positively. Yeah. Um, it, it also encompasses the content pretty well right. too. It's yeah. like. And I a stroke of seriousness yeah. with silliness. Yeah, yeah. And doctor, oh, doctor, right? But yes. Man. Oh, how how scholarly. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that yeah, there was like one. Well, it's funny. There was actually a, a a music reviewer in the UK back when that Guarding a Tornado album came out in two thousand six. Like he he led his review with like Doctor Pants is one of the worst band names I've ever heard, but. Mm. And then he went on to like say some pretty nice things oh, about okay, the record. Okay. But like, but what I, what I didn't realize at the time, or I didn't remember was that, you know, in the UK, when they say pants, they mean underpants. Oh, okay. And well, if they yeah. want to say pant, like our word, like our pants, they say trousers. And yeah. so like, um, it didn't occur to me that over there it's like, Oh my, our it's Dr. Underwear over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's I can, a, that's I can kind of children's book series. Right. Yeah. Or Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he yeah went out of the military, right. got a doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Dr. Trousers doesn't sound as good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. So, but I, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I've not like I've ever, tried to go tour over there or anything like that so, sure but you know no i mean i i i had made the decision to to just keep using my name mm -hmm. um kind of for for in a weird way the reasons why you took the name right uh, is is because i want to be able to do whatever i want yeah um and so if i do have singer song songwriter stuff over here and composer stuff over here yeah i don't want to like fragment the, the right. market in a way yeah by uh putting it all in different places instead let's just this is me yeah. and if you like what i make i also make this thing and i also make this thing sure and it's all me <laughs> yeah yeah i mean part of me has wondered like i wish there was a way 
um and maybe and maybe it doesn't matter but like part of me wonders wishes there was a way like on a Bandcamp page to like have a landing page where it's like are you interested in you know <laughs> yeah electric acoustic you know weird shit you know whatever yeah, like yeah. or all of it and like you know you click on the all of it and it gives you the discography with everything and yeah. then, or you can go to the different categories i think as i can as i've thought more about doing this you know more acoustic songwriter record you know part of my goal there is to have something where like i i could potentially like you know, move into that world as a performer more yeah. poss possibly as a, as a solo version of what mm. I do with, uh, or occasionally with, you know, you know, just Mac or whoever yeah, playing yeah. with me, like, and you know, it's, it's amazing. Like just the, cause I've spent a lot of time sort of mm. in folk singer songwriter world because of KC and, yeah. um, you know, in the sort of the, the fandom and the, the people who uh, are big time patrons of a lot of that music and mm. like, and, and it's a bit of an older audience, you know, some of those people are like, well, I don't, you know, I, I, I liked rock and roll or I still like rock and roll, but I, <laughs> but I don't go sit and hear rock bands play yeah, live anymore yeah. because it's too loud and I can't handle the clubs and the noise and whatever. And like, even just the smoke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's amazing how cranky sometimes that they get about <laughs> like, you know, it's like if you if you start to try and talk about, you know, hip hop or rap about, around some of those people, they're just like, well, I just uh, it still just doesn't feel like music to me. And I'm, mm. I'm like, oh, come on, mm. like, you know, the, <laughs> aren't you like musicologically savvy enough to understand that, like, you know, rhythm is still rhythm, no matter yeah, whether well. like you put, you know, pitch to it or not and you know but Damn they want a pulitzer so right like. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and and i think that um that's the only reason that i wonder you know worry about that it's like okay well somebody's gonna come to my, although, although ironically like <laughs> one of the things that i personally am most known for like around the Kerrville Folk Festival and some of the other places that we've been like is for the song Donuts, which is, yeah, yeah. you know, a rap song like, but it's a rap song that when I do it there, I just do it, you know, virtually unaccompanied with like, yeah. you know, and um, maybe it doesn't, you know, sound as much like, you know, quote unquote rap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but I no funkies is also like a, yeah, it's got a, it's got an element of that. Feel. Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I, I, I sometimes, you know, worry about like, well, you know, somebody's going to hear me in that context and then go onto the <laughs> internet to find more music. And then they're going to be like, what's this, what's all this rock and roll business or, yeah, you know, yeah. or even, or even what more is so all this rap. Business? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but at the same time, like I, there's, you know, there's this part of me that's always going to be like, Oh, like I shouldn't have to think about all that so much, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think, um, and no. the, the older I get, the, you know, the, some, some of the less time I want to spend worrying yeah. about it. You know? Well, no, I think pretty much every musician is in agreement that like genres bullshit. Right. But at the same time, we still have to operate within the parameters of, of yeah. the market. And right. so it's like, well, how do you, how do you separate like a clothing store from a food store? Right. And it's like, true. 
but and we we are selling products, but like. Uh, <laughs> right when it you know and it what if feel- the clothes are food i don't know right like- when it feels more it feels less like you know this music over here is clothing this music over here is food and to me it feels more like this music over here is um you know the produce section and this music over here is the you know dairy section or whatever yeah. like it's still all the same thing mm-hmm. it just you know has these has different attributes and yeah tastes different and whatever like mm-hmm. i feel and that you know but and even it, that metaphor is hard because it's right. like there's actual like physical things that separate them that you can right. actually be like fruits of fruit and it comes from a tree and the <laughs> right dairy is not coming it's, from a tree no it comes from an animal or whatever yeah <laughs> unless you I, have almond milk but right uh, <laughs> yeah uh yeah whereas genre is just like we make sounds because of the past right <laughs> that's why our sound is this mm-hmm. um so i mean it's hard because i mean igor won a grammy for best hip-hop album oh yeah, yeah, yeah the creator yeah. which wasn't a hip-hop album right at least not yeah certainly not in the strictest sense yeah. at all yeah and yeah, so yeah. it's like even even the you know the the names of yeah. like the grammys right the people who decide these things are even like i don't know yeah right yeah <laughs> that's true what, what even is this thing anymore yeah um and there's also like all the racial nonsense that goes oh absolutely like why why R&B is R&B and not just pop for black people. Uh, yeah. Um, or yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Well, and you know, the idea that like that term R&B, like that, you know, that originally stood for rhythm and blues, which was actually well, it, like once upon a time, music, it was decades yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. It was an accurate descriptor of what was happening. It was, typically music that, you know, used blues changes harmonically, but had a faster, more, you know, groove oriented pace to it than just blues, which was slower. And like, and then, you know, at some point well, somebody decided like R and B is just going to be the blanket term for all this music that is sung by, sung by African-Americans. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, you know, well, I think they used to be more overtly racist and were just like, this is racial music. That's over here. true too. And yeah. Then they were like, all right, let's be let's pretend to be less racist and yeah. call it R and B. Right, and, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, <laughs> at least it still has the R in it, so we can call it racial music. Right, yeah. But <laughs> uh side note, I guess, but not yeah. really. Just going back to the album. Yeah, whatever. Uh your wife also recently put she out an did. album. Yes. Um how does that affect the has her <laughs> music affected your music in that way? Like in the way of like what was she what she was working on was affecting what I was yeah, working yeah. on. Um kinda like well it actually going back to the title, at one point I was like, maybe I should just call it Dr. Pants, but then I realized, oh wait, Casey just put out a self-titled album. So uh, okay, I yeah, can't yeah. really do that. But um, you know, I don't know. I think uh there there certainly have been times in the past where like kind of you know like when i was talking you know when i was writing the music that became the gardening and tornado album or whatever like there were times in the past where i felt like more influenced by what she was doing mm. um but 
I don't know that I feel super influenced by what she's doing now. And it's mm -hmm. not that, not that I wouldn't be okay with that if I was sure. like, I totally would. Like, I mean, her new record is gorgeous and, um, and, you know, a bit of a departure for her cause you know, it's all sort of piano based instead of mm -hmm. guitar based. And, um, she co-wrote eight of the songs with, uh, our friend Dan Walker, keyboard player mm -hmm. and, um, but I mean, you know, but she feels really like it's a really true representation of yeah. where she's at as an artist and all that. And I think it's great. I, yeah, for whatever reason, you know, right now I'm just, I, I'm very much on my own path. Mm -hmm. Like I think, yeah, so I certainly don't feel like, I don't think that this record feel like, feels like it was influenced much at all sure, by sure. what she's been doing. I think possibly it's arguable that some of the stuff that, you know, may end up on the acoustic record later in the year, like eh, it's, you know, it, you yeah. could argue there's a, there's an, uh, an, an, uh, an influence there in terms of, you know, maybe indirectly of like, well, partially because of, being married to Casey, I have spent so much time yeah. around all these other singer songwriters mm -hmm. who are sort of more in that vein. And, you know, um, that is sort of, sort of, you know, I've managed to soak a lot of that up, Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't, but I don't, yeah, I don't feel like we are directly influencing each other much. Mm -hmm. And in a way, like once I say that, I'm kind of like, well, it would be kind of cool to be able to say that, you know, kind of like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a great example of like a artistic or musical couple that, that did that. With I mean, each I can other. think of a bad example, which oh. is rumors, but <laughs> no, sure. Yeah, no, I feel like there's, you know, there are better, better ones than that where it's like, um, you know, almost like they, this friendly competition of like, you know, so-and-so came, you know, they wrote, they wrote a song and it was great. So then like I went and tried and write to write yeah, a really yeah. great song and, you know, this kind of thing and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think also we, I think because, you know, and, and it's interesting. I, I think because like, there are a lot of ways that what we do, you know, feels so different or if it feels mm -hmm. our, our styles feel so disparate that it's kind of like, well, you know, we're not, you know, uh, you know, it it's would not crossing. Over yeah. A whole yeah. Lot. We would feel surprised probably if like the other one ended up, you know, did something mm -hmm. that ended up sounding a lot more like the other person or something like that. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. She like comes to you one day and is like, I wrote like, this song about donuts. Right. Yeah. Like, Here's my new song about, you know, uh, some sort of croissants, right? Or <laughs> here's my new song about a computer virus that takes over the world, or mm -hmm. you know, something like that. It's like that. That is yeah, not. That is not. not in your wheelhouse, babe. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. And, and and it's not that I. You know, she of course will tell you that she she writes mostly about you know feelings or whatever and mm -hmm. kindness and things like this. And it's not that I wouldn't write about those things, but it would come. You know, it comes out differently. It comes yeah. out. Um, through a different filter and sort of, uh, and so, um, you know, I don't, 
on on the one hand, like there is a little bit like well, and it's funny is now that I start to talk about <laughs> that, yeah. like there is a little bit I can tell some of her the things she's doing right now that revolve around, um, you know, kindness and compassion and stuff like that, like you know the idea that like. And I think it, and and it's and it it's exciting to see her doing it because she's making such a tangible. I think tangible, but it's not really tangible. But it feels <laughs> feel you know almost like a, like a palpable impact. Yeah. On people, like that, it it does sort of make me want to like. It does make me want to use what I do as mm-hmm. a vehicle for like promoting some of those ideas as much yeah. as I can, even though yeah, it's probably gonna come out differently and they're you know lord knows it'll probably end up like oh here's this an instrumental electronic piece that to me is totally about kindness and compassion <laughs> right, right, but like right. nobody else can tell that it's about that but you know <laughs> yeah. i mean who knows but sure yeah yeah and then i guess sort of by extension then like you teach songwriting classes here as well right. and you're absorbing a a wider array of like other people's writing for sure. Like, and, and even, yeah, not only other people's writing, but then like the, the tastes of the students and Mm -hmm. things like that. And like, even just yesterday, like I'm co I'm co-teaching a band class with Mitch Bell this semester because I have two of my sections uh, for this semester didn't make. And so I was like, Oh, I'm down to 10 hours. That's not even remotely a full load. And so you know, I was already making up an hour or two by like doing some tutoring for some of the theory classes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like then Mitch was like, okay, well, why don't we do this? You can co-teach my band with me. Yeah. And you know, yesterday he he we decided we were gonna go in and sort of ask the the people in the band about you know, like for their second performance, we're starting to we just did a performance of the or like the first performance of the semester yeah, and yeah so it's like time to go in and like okay we're gonna build up a new set of material and so you know we started asking them like okay what songs are you really connecting with lately like emotionally mm-hmm. musically whatever and you know so many like and you know most of them just again kind of like in the songwriting classes they just rattle off the stuff that like i literally <laughs> have never heard of but like yeah but then we sat there and we started to like listen to some of those songs yeah. in in class excuse me, in class and like, then, you know, it's, and it's amazing. Some of the stuff, I mean, it's all, it was all mostly all like high quality stuff. But then the funny part was, um, it, two of the songs that they mentioned that we went and listened to, like one had a background vocal part, like these harmon- harmony, like do, do, do background vocals. Mm. And like, suddenly like, and it was actually one of the students in the class we were sitting there listening to. And she's like, that sounds like some like there's like a 70s song that has like those exact same background vocals in it. And I was like, wait, you're right. And like it took me a second, but I realized mm-hmm. it was the song Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. And <laughs> and like we went and turned it on and like everybody as soon as it hit that part, everybody in the class was like, whoa like what and um and then there was another song that we listened to that had this sort of like baseline like octave drop with this beat under it that was exactly felt exactly like uh west end girls by pet shop boys and Mm -hmm. so then we put that song on and like there was at least like one student in the class was like wait that sounds exactly like the other song i'm like yeah that's why i asked 
That's why I told Mitch to put this on. Yeah. Like, and it just, you know, it's funny. I mean, in some ways there's nothing new under the sun, but sure. at the same time, um, but yeah, it's still impossible to not be sort of like, I'm starting to, yeah. it, you know, there's, and, and the great news is, is that I feel sort of, you know, uh, in the groove enough that like, you know, I can see my way to like, oh, there's going to be a project. There's going to be a next project. Yeah. And then there's probably going to be a project after that. Mm. Like, and there's part of me that like wants to sort of, that like find my way to not really another feasible day, but like to some, to, to a record where like I am throwing all kinds of all stuff of the in the pot yeah. together. But I think there are going to be some new elements that go in there too that mm -hmm. have never been necessarily as much a part of anything I do. And, um, and certainly I think some of the stuff that I absorb around here probably is going to contribute to yeah. that a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. Um, this is kind of a, a weirder thought, but like, uh, on the thought of like, oh, this song was taking this thing from this thing. Yeah. Um, I recently wrote something that I was like, eh, this is kind of inspired by York song. And like the more that I worked on the song, I was like, okay, this is really inspired by York song. <laughs> How close am I getting? Right. Sure. Like, I'm in this blurry space between like, is this plagiarism or inspiration? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I don't know when that's getting, you know, that's getting weirder every year because yeah. you're starting to get like, you're starting to get lawsuits about for songs that like have the same sort of vibe and, yeah. you know, uh, things like that, you know, sort of production styles, like the, other the, songs instead of, instead of Perry like one with the dark horse and it was just like a descending minor scale. Right. It was like, ugh. you know, and it's like, come on, you know, like they, you know, it's, it's one thing to sue over, you know, a melody, but like, and you know, and some of those, some of the, you know, you know, that some of those are just like, it's not, it's not any sort of situation where I, where I think the musician suing, even thinks that it's likely that like <laughs> yeah. that, that the that it was real like the one that still cracks me up all these years later is when Joe Satriani sued Coldplay mm. over the song from um you know the Brian Eno produced Coldplay album the one mm. uh I can't remember which one it was uh, but yeah. um no, and a couple of Coldplay albums ago <laughs> right yeah several ago and and uh because I everybody knows that Coldplay aren't sitting around listening to Joe Satriani. I right. Mean, come on. Like that. I mean, you maybe, maybe like their guitar player is sort of a secret, like shred <laughs> fan, but like, I don't, you know, I don't think Chris Martin's sitting around listening to that. Like, and, no. and it just, it, it's still, it still boggles my mind all these years later that Joe Satriani's like, I'm going to sue them when it's, yeah. when he knows damn well that they didn't consciously steal his, his melody or whatever. Like, yeah. and it's, you know, so, but anyway, all that to say, like, it's actually interesting. I just finished a song that it's more acoustically flavored song. And it's, it's probably, it's probably the most deliberately like 
folky songwriter song that I've written in a long, long time. <laughs> but like, I realized as I was starting it that it it definitely had some melodic things and some feel things in common with a song mm. that a, a friend of ours wrote. And, uh, and I, I had to, I, I decided like, okay, I gotta be careful. Like, and, yeah. you know, and cause I, I know, but it's not like I haven't heard other songs by other songwriters that also sort of inhabit that same, yeah. those same arenas in terms of tempo and like, you know, harmonic movement and stuff like that. It's just a matter of like, just make it different enough. So it's not like, right. You totally ripped off her song. <laughs> you know, and, and it's a funny thing. Cause it's like, you find yourself in that position and it's like, yeah. all right, now I have to write my way. Right. I have to write just, my way out of this problem. Just yeah. to like not be plagiarizing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, and there are still moments where it's like, you know, uh, I remember one time we were in the car driving somewhere and I had a song on, uh, by camper van Beethoven from, which is, they're one of my favorite sort of eighties alternative bands. Mm. And, uh, like there was a song on and like Casey just turns to me at one point and she just starts singing one of my songs along with the camper van oh, Beethoven song. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I ultimately I kind of decided like, okay, it's, it's different enough that I, yeah. I'm probably okay. Yeah. But, well, and, you know, it's like my, my stuff, like, you know, usually doesn't reach a big enough audience for it to be, to matter mm -hmm. anyway. But like, um, but it's, you know, occasionally you just do those things, you know, by accident and, yeah. And so, you know, it's like, well, and you know, sometimes, and sometimes you're not sure it's like, well, it's, that's like why it, like Paul McCartney didn't finish writing yesterday for like a couple of years mm. because he was just convinced that he must have stolen it from somewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that like, you can't, you can't just trawl through every melody ever right. written and be like, no, I've gotten this somewhere. Right. It's like, yeah. It's familiar. Cause you heard it somewhere else or it's familiar. Cause it just it came from your own head. Right. And that's why it's familiar. Yeah. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere it was, you know, there were things, things that connected to it or, or parts of it that were nestled down in your cerebral cortex somewhere for yeah. however long. And then suddenly just popped out and manifested into this yeah. thing or whatever. If you're, um, if you're going to plagiarize, pick an artist who probably won't sue you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't pick Joe Satriani. Right. Exactly. Huh. It's like, well, you know, out of all people to plagiarize from, York probably wouldn't sue me. Right. Yeah, probably not. She's, she she's probably seem, cool about it. She doesn't it. seem litigious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She did punch that journalist once. She but, you know. did, yeah. <laughs> well, she said she was never going to act in a film again because being in the Dancer in the Dark or whatever put in, her in this seriously <laughs> deep depression or whatever. Um, what a magical being she is. Yeah, oh my she's gosh. Something else. I, you know, it's, she's one of those people like I've never, I've never done like the deep dive into her catalog, but like, you know, there's just like still, you know, the, however many records I've heard, it's just like, Oh yeah. You know, she's, it's the, she's the real deal. I actually, I did that recently. Like, oh yeah. Uh, six or so months ago. Yeah. And I was like, I just kept diving in and, yeah. and now I'm just like, man, what a shame that I like wasn't here like as oh it was, sure 
coming out because like I would have been really excited for this oh, yeah. in the same way that I was excited for lots of other bands yeah. that I like. Yeah. And it's like now it's like, yeah, she's getting older and kind of slowing down on what she's making. And it's like, it's fine because you have a really good right. career There's, behind you. Right. So <laughs> Totally. But it's like, dang, I wish I could have been in on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, I, I remember. Yeah. Cause I think her, for her debut solo album came out when I was in high school and then post came out when I was in college and then homogenic came out shortly after I got out of college. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I've seen the whole, the whole yeah. thing, but, and then one, well, yeah. And the, the sugar cubes were still making records when I was in high school. Like yeah, their yeah. last record came out when I was in high school. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just always been a fascinating right. character. And I'm, I'm doing that with, with Bowie now. Oh, okay. And like, that's another one that, which interestingly enough, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but like he just got better over time. Uh, um, yeah, I think for <laughs> um, uh, certainly for for, uh, you know, the, there I think most people would argue that like there was a dip in like that started in the mid to late 80s that took him a while to recover from. Mm. But like but once he got to, you know, the early to mid 90s and, you know, yeah, like He's outside and earthling and stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like so the, at, at that point, like you know, I don't think there's anyone who would argue that he wasn't, you know, sort of like back at a high level of quality. Yeah. And like, and I thought, I thought, you know, basically, I mean, his last four studio records, which there was a big gap between the first two and the last two, but like from Heathen to like through Blackstar, like I think all four of those records are yeah. just incredible. <laughs> um, then I remember, I remember after reality came out and just, you know, like another year would pass and I'd be like, okay, I guess, I guess that was it. Like, <laughs> and then finally, like the next day it comes out, I'm like, oh wait, you know, here's, here's another. And then I, you know, and the pleasant surprise of going and, and listening to that record and being like, kind of like he just picked up right where he left off. Mm. Like, you know, that it's amazing how much that record has in common with like those two records that were, you know, <laughs> before it or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, there are still a, probably a handful of Bowie records that I've never heard all the way through, but like there are enough, but then, the, but pretty much all the other ones that I have heard all the way through, like I love and cherish and like, right. Yeah. Records. And I mean, there's, there's some garbage in there. Probably. Right. Yeah. Especially if you go all the way back. Like right. That, yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I've never I don't think I've ever listened to the Space Oddity record all the way through. Space Oddity is actually really good. Yeah. But like the there's a thing before. Oh, that yeah. 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 Like with the laughing the, gnome and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was just. Whew. Yeah. Dr. Demento, the Dr. Demento show. He used to play the laughing gnome and on the air. That was the <laughs> that was how I heard it. And he's like and at that point, like no one had even managed to like get a hold of those master tapes and like reissue that. Yeah, yeah. Like it was totally unavailable at the yeah. time uh, back when I heard it for, for the first time. But like but yeah, but, you know, I mean, after that, it just, you know, things, <laughs> things just keep, you know, Hunky Dory's great. Man of Sold the World's great. And of course, Ziggy Stardust is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm a big I'm a big Berlin trilogy guy. Like that was kind of 
like when I ended up sort of feeling like I was all in on Bowie was when I discovered mm. those records, like low, low heroes and lodger. Well, like, and I remember like a friend of mine introduced me to those records my freshman year of college. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm into it. Like, but I still wasn't really like super into it, mm -hmm. but then like, I, I like copied, made copies like on cassette of his, copies of those records just because i was like ah, oh, you know this is something i might want to go back and revisit and i yeah and uh and then those those just kind of sat around like until i guess like three years later like my senior year for some reason i'm like you know i never really spent any time with those bowie records and like i ended up putting on my little dubbed cassette of low and <laughs> like freaking all the way out and being like, this is like the record I've waited for my entire <laughs> life. Like, and uh, it's, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm the only person that has had experienced that effect from that record. Like, I feel like there are people mm. who are like, they hear that record for the first time and they're like, what is this? <laughs> um, which is funny because it's not like, that record for whatever reason like if you really just like if you listen to those for the first few tracks on that album and you listen to what's going on it's like it's not really like it's like it's there's guitar there's bass there's drums there's mm. you know some some kind of weird you know synthy sounding stuff but mm. like I, it's something about the way something about the way it's recorded and it's put all together <laughs> like it just i don't know it just hits yeah hits me just right or you know and it certainly did is is there anything lately that hits you like that? Uh, um, and it doesn't have to be new; just new to no, you. No, sure. Um, is there anything on my phone right now? <laughs> like I, I know that. I I that, will say one of mine yeah. is. Um, I mean, I, I've been talking about it for a while, but like Moses Sumney is just so good. Interesting. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know his stuff at all. I will definitely have to go check that out. Um, I think that the the Brittany Howard record is really great. Mm. Um, she's the Alabama Shakes, yeah. lady. Like, and her solo record that came out last year. Like, it's not. I don't love all of it maybe mm. all uh, like across the board all the same but like certainly like the first like three or four tracks it's just like you know you know it's just one of those records where it's just like the the vibe just bowls you over bowls me over like yeah and it puts together like several different elements that i really like um i don't know if you're familiar with the band trans am if you're familiar with them at all they're, yeah. on, they're on thrill jockey um the chicago label that like tortoise and a bunch of the other people were on like <laughs> um it, i was really into them in like the late 90s and early aughts and then like they put out one record that i was sort of vaguely disappointed in <laughs> and i kind of abandoned them mm. and then like ended up going back and like picking up like with the you know the next record that they put out after yeah. i sort of bailed on them it's this album called sex change actually from 2007 hmm. and like i even when i started when i sat down and listened to that album for the first time i even sent out a tweet that said something like it's ironic that like 
I abandoned Trans Am right before they made Sex Change because it was the record that I had been waiting for them to make. Ah, uh, yeah. Like it was just like <laughs> all all the stuff that they did so well, doing yeah. it all together, like on the same album. Like, um, you know, and they're they're a mostly instrumental band, which like I'm not, you know, I'm not a snob about it or anything. But like, there's a part <laughs> of me that's like, if a rock band can make a really great record that's all instrumental, like. There's something to be said for that. Like yeah. if we're so, yeah. you know, the, the the genre as a whole is so can be so lyrically dependent that like, right. And so, um, so yeah, I that one I've been enjoying that one too. Yeah. I, you know, I it's it's funny though because like when you know when I think about like oh how I felt when I sort of you know really discovered like Low by David Bowie or something like that like. You know, I wish I could say that, like, as you get older, like those moments don't start to become fewer, but mm. like on some level, they kind of do. Like, yeah, and I, and I think I've been very, you know, at least as much as I can, I, I can manage. Like, I'm very diligent about continuing to go out and seek out, yeah, music, and you know, try and find stuff that I'm excited about really try and spend time with a record sometimes if I feel like, you know, there's a great experience in here somewhere. Yeah. I'm just not, just not there yet. Like, and you know, there are a lot of people my age who, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're not obsessive enough and they just, yeah. you know, they, they just listen to the same, you know, 20 records yeah, that they liked when they were 20, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I, I wish that, that wasn't so commonplace, but you know, and I've, I've, you know, talked to people on social media and stuff like that, who they, they come on and they express that sentiment and they're like, how do, you know, how do, how do I stop this? Or how does it, you know, how do I counteract this? And I always comment and I say like, you've got to do it really deliberately. Yeah. Like there's just not another way around mm. it, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And so I think like finding the people whose opinion you really trust. Yes. And that like yeah, them, sure. them going like, no, but really, right. This is really good. Yeah. And it like that happens with like movies and TV shows and totally. stuff. And like, yeah. And it's like, no, I wouldn't normally branch out and listen to this, but it's like my, my brother kind of shaped my mm -hmm. taste in music. Mm -hmm. uh, my oldest brother. Yeah. And, like, How many brothers what, do you have? Uh, two brothers. Oh, okay. Um, and whenever he's like, no, you really got to listen right. to this. And then it's like, he keeps going on about it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. Right. Like, it, you haven't wronged me on that front yet. So, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. My brother, my brother's pretty music obsessive also, but he's not he never, he never opted to become a trained musician really sure. in any way. It's so like he plays the guitar and he's written songs and he had a little band he was in for a while, but, um, he sort of ended up, uh, making a conscious decision a number of years ago that he was just going to focus on being like a theater actor in terms mm. of his artistic personality. But, um, and we have some sort of cross pollination like that, but yeah. like, but I have like a super weird, like a, my, <laughs> my, a super weird streak in my taste that mm. he he does not necessarily have like <laughs> we both love the beatles and we both love um you know 
random things like there was a you know british group called the laws that put out one album and like you know there's stuff like that that we yeah, certainly yeah. have in common but like <laughs> i can't remember uh i mean i can't remember if it was when i was first when i first got when i first bought a uh, trout mask replica by captain beefheart mm. like i was totally into it i was totally freaked out about it i was like this is so great like yeah. i was like do you want to I, I haven't listened to that yet. yeah I, yeah I know the the right culture so the, the, around the, it, yeah but yeah and uh i was like do you want to do you should come in and listen to this with me he's like i don't i don't think i'm ready for captain beefheart <laughs> yet and like i think maybe even all these years later he's probably still not ready for captain beefheart yeah, and yeah. you know and that's fine you know yeah um sometimes i'll play death grips for people just to see how sure they react. sure <laughs> yeah it's well, not like, like that. you know that's you know like frank zappa when he was a teenager he would uh play Verez for people <laughs> and he's like if I would, anybody who came over to my house like i would play Verez for them and depending on how they reacted <laughs> i might or might not invite them over again yeah yeah um yeah totally right well i mean if you like if you try and be cool about it i was like yeah i can see maybe sure um, right yeah. like yeah it's like oh yeah man that's that's far out yeah whatever you know <laughs> like well at least you're cool enough to like try to play along. No, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're, it's yeah, totally. Like I think that if, um, you know, Casey and I, we definitely have, you know, disparate tastes as well sometimes, <laughs> but like, but there's a lot to be said for the fact that like, you know, when we first got together, like she, you know, some of the stuff that like I would, she willingly sat through and like without, <laughs> without without any sort of visible sign of protest or 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 or, or boredom or whatever yeah like it's like okay you know you gotta you gotta hand it to somebody yeah you know to that they're like no no you know until the day comes that it's like can we not listen to this <laughs> right. for like can we turn time? off the zappa for yeah. now <laughs> um yeah that's yeah <laughs> which you know and that's fine like i think um and you know but i mean but but i'm all you know like there's there's just gonna be and i think i'm i've i also had to sort of make peace with the idea at some point that like you know i am willing i am willing to go further out sort of than a lot of people are willing to go mm. and you know like i've you know I'm, and I intentionally am collecting all the like really late period John Coltrane records where like, <laughs> things were getting really, really strange. Like, yeah. And, you know, most like I was told multiple times in undergrad by at least one, possibly two or three teachers that, I, you know, I had like big ears and whatever. Like, <laughs> I was able to sort of, you know, take in all that sure, stuff sure. that most people would just be like, see, but now he's just making noise. I'm like, no, you don't understand, you know. So, but he's uh, doing the entire circle of fifths in one progression. That's right. Yeah. Well, and even yeah, <laughs> and, and then even beyond that, where you know he started to get scronky and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, Which is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how to get out of that. So, thank you for doing this. With no, me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we won't have to wait too long for on my record to actually come out but um but you know uh as of yet what's it called 
yeah it's called it's called again called uh, uh deliver humankind is what the that's the plan and uh that's what it's going to be called and yeah hopefully hopefully no absolutely no later than june that's my <laughs> goal like it was going to be march the the only reason it it would be as long as june is because there just is a lot happening in april and may already that you know might yeah prevent me from really focusing on like, yeah. Hey, my record's coming out. I probably should try and draw some attention to that, you know? Yeah. And so, so you yeah, heard so, it here folks. Right. Stay tuned for September. And, and, right, um, no. <laughs> but God, God help me. It's going to be, it's going to be June at the latest. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, and I'm just, and I'm just excited to be like, you know, we are far enough along on it that like, no, by golly, it will get done and it will come yeah. out. Like, cause that's, you know, it's further closest the closest I've been to that in you know seven years so <laughs> or, or six and a half years so yeah sweet but yeah uh and other than the album of course where can we find you and your stuff uh yeah I mean drpants.com d-o-c-t-r pants.com I just I actually redid my website at, towards the end of 2019 so it's a little bit fresher and and cleaner um all of then you know and that's if you go there and you click on like music or store or whatever it takes you to Bandcamp, which is where if you actually want to buy things that's the yeah. place online to do it and then um on all the all the streaming services all the social medias um and let's see officially the next oklahoma city show that's on the books i have an acoustic show at full circle books on April 25th. Sweet. So that's the next time there yeah. is a live event. There's a Stillwater show actually at the beginning of that week on like the 20th. I think it's no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is the 20th because it's the full circle Saturday, the 25th. And the Stillwater show is Mondays at Modella, which so Monday, I believe, would be the 20th in that case. Yeah. So, so yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for doing this. No, absolutely. So Thank you for having me back. And yeah, so. Uh, so I'm Santiago Ramones. And I'm David Broyles, Dr. Pants. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. There's singer-songwriter stuff. There's composer stuff. There's yes. electronic stuff. Um, and yeah, all of the music stuff you will find on SantiagoRamones.com slash music. Or if you want to listen to other episodes of the podcast, yes. slash podcast. There you go. And, uh, or if you want to specifically listen to like my master's recital, that's uh, slash machinations. So nice. that's the so well organized. Yeah, I, yes. I try my best to make things as easy as possible yes. for everyone. Um, <laughs> and there's also power cycle stuff, which we had an album come out in. I. I I'm like already in March brain mode, but right, hey, yeah. this, this podcast this, is out in March. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we had an album come out last month called Too Many Damn Cables. We're also, uh, since the improvisa improvisatory nature of the thing, uh, we have more content slated for the rest of the year. And Excellent. so it's like hope for a, like an EP or something. Um in the second quarter yes. <laughs> and then um definitely uh a full album in like october or something excellent so, 
um, stay tuned for that. But if not, there's all of the stuff streaming in all the places, or you can find us on YouTube where you can find weird kaleidoscope stuff with the album playing in the background. So, um, all so much, all the Santiago and Dr. Pants stuff just that you could imagine is coming (laughs) your way. Yes. Uh, this is the year for it because we like numbers with zeros at the end. (laughs) Um, Uh, even though uh, base 10 system is arbitrary. Right. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.